Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Welcome back to the um, early trade. You've you can hear me, Lord. Yeah, I have yep. all sorts of programs, so we'll um, we'll try and push through as best as we can until the guru's back in the studio sorted out. But I think Kautumi's with you, and you might be able to introduce the guru from AFL.com.au. He's not here just yet, Okay, Tana, all right, so, I got yeah. you now. I got you now. We're you sorted. Me. We're sorted now. So we'll get him. We'll get him up shortly. In the meantime, we've been working furiously behind the scenes to come up with a little bit of an intro. To a segment that I do regularly on the Sunday footy show, and I'm bringing it to Trade Radio this morning. It's time for the volcano. He's a volcano when he wants to be. Cane Corns. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you you to you, Johnny. So all the talk's been about Gold Coast and this salary dump situation. We all get our heads around it as much as it's difficult to get your heads around. But I did hear Tony Cochran speaking on your station, 3AW Lordo, during the week about... Why they're saving their pennies? Firstly, let's have a listen to the chairman of the Gold Coast Suns. We're talking to the greatest young talents ever. They're both fabulous mates, which is why we worked so hard to get them together. They have fitted in superbly at the Gold Coast Suns. And can I say it's a Gold Coast lifestyle. Uh, they've got a lot of mates up here that they're playing with. Uh, they are truly heart and soul players around the club, like, like a Toot Miller. Um, so, yes, uh, we're very much setting ourselves up to ensure that uh, we not only keep those two, but we keep a, a bunch of others who uh, we really, really um, think are part of what we're going to take forward into a top final side. So what it says to me is that they're going to overpay once again. So in particular, I'm, I'm focused on Matt Rowe, who we all all love and admire and really appreciate the way that he plays his football. But... In terms of saving your pennies for one of the greatest talents ever, I, I don't see it. And maybe I'm watching maybe I'm watching the wrong things here, but I wouldn't be paying Matt Rowell any more than five hundred thousand dollars a year on performance, Lordo. And I know they've been forced to overpay their players to keep them, but in terms of what he's delivered so far and he's he's a young player, he's, you know, twenty one, twenty two years of age, as a midfielder, I'm not sure Matt Rowell gets a game at Geelong. Is that is that harsh? Would would Matt Rowell get a game? at Geelong and Tony Cochran's talking about one of the greatest talents ever and they get freeing up salary cap mm. space to keep him. I can understand the point you're making on not paying him more than 500. I, I agree with that on what he's put out there so far at AFL level. I think in and around Salwood and those players, yes, I think he'd, he'd get a game because he'd blossom and he'd be even better. He'd be a better player for, for being in that Geelong system and, and he'd force his way into that team. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, yeah, what they pay him and, and how he performs, he's an interesting one because we've seen mm. Cripp, Cripps have his moments where 
he's got lost in, do I go big? Do I go skinny, uh, lighter? Uh, and he's lost his way by how effective is he? Even Lee Matthews said he looks like a journeyman. Well, Matthew Rowell's had moments where you go, okay, what is he? Is, can he be dynamic? Can he break out and win his own uncontested ball? Those types of things. So I think what they'd fall in love with Matty Rowell is what he is as a person. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not uh, – but there's been some amazing footballers that are, uh, you know, amazing people, but yeah. hasn't quite translated onto the field. So I'm not I'm, – this isn't a criticism of, of Matt Rowell. It's a criticism of Tony Cochran. If I'm Matt Rowell's manager and I'm listening to the chairman go, oh, hang on, he's saying that I'm one of the greatest talents ever. Mm. Uh, he can pay us what – what we like, but on performance, once again, I feel like Gold Coast are going to get sucked in on paying for potential rather than performance. And I just wonder where his strengths in the game are going to be because he's not he's not 193 centimetres like Patrick Cripps. He's 178. He's not a goal kicker. He's, he's kicked four goals in the last two seasons. He wins a lot of contested footy and he's, he's a big tackler, but... So is Tom Mitchell, you know. So is James Warple. I just mm. wonder and have concerns about what Matt Rowe's strength is going to be to be an elite AFL midfielder. That, that's all yep. I'm saying on this, and I wouldn't overpay him on on what he's delivered so far. One three hundred seven, sorry, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. If you want to have your say, and that's it's a good point you make because the, seeing the situation that both the Giants and the Suns are in, like it's they're in horrible situations from overpaying players and for the Suns they haven't even played a final yet so they've they've got to probably both of them have got to get to a point and go where's it even taken us it hasn't mm. won us a premiership yes the Giants have had a pretty good success in getting there and have had really good players for them but it hasn't taken them to the ultimate so I think they've got to take a step back which it looks like the Suns are doing like <laughs> I don't think they've caught probably the scrutiny for that they're actually paying mm. giving up pick seven for somebody to take away a, a a young player and 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 Geelong may well be that club that the grand finalist gets pick seven and Jack Bowes, so yeah. like they're, they're offering up pick seven for someone to take a player like that's I've never really seen anything like it. Well, it's unheard of, yeah. and they're going to argue with Adelaide over pick five for mm. Isaac Rankin, so they're going to get pick five in and they're going to give pick seven out. Yeah. So it essentially cancels itself out with with Bowes and seven going out, and you get what you get for. Rank and it doesn't make any sense. And just listening to Tony Cochran there, it doesn't sound like he's got a lot of idea of actually what his players have delivered on field. And, and I'm not sure Gold Coast have had their best and fairest, but I'd, I'd you know I'd be interested to see where Matt Rao does finish in the best and fairest. Noah Anderson is a little bit different because he's, he's unique and he does have the runs on the board. He has the performance and he's got the upside that I'm not sure Matt Rao has, but I've been concerned about him for a while. Others aren't. Um, but you can have your say. Uh, I did mention Damien Barrett speaking about Brad Scott uh, on the late trade yesterday and the intel that he may bring to Essendon and that he has of other clubs. Let's have a listen. His level of exposure to the footy clubs um, from from the very next season, 2020, when he worked under Stephen Hawking at the AFL, there's no one better to work under in any form of football than Stephen Hawking. He obviously helped Stephen Hawking formulate the, the rules that ultimately made the game a better spectacle this year. He's um he's well connected. He's well respected. He, he's tapped in in the past two years to all the footy clubs. And and while he was doing that for the for the role he had as as head of football at the AFL, um clearly he was able to get the the spin off bonus of that of being able to access a lot of other clubs' systems and and intel. So yeah, I, I would I would argue that he's you know gained from from being outside the coaching system in the role that he's had in the in the time that he has been outside the the system and you think you get a, a far more rounded person. 
Yeah, well, it's usually, I'm not sure how that helps Essendon, um, but it may give them some insight. The thing I did, I saw Brad Scott, he actually came across to South Australia for the McGarry Medal and, and Hall of Fame dinner. I had a good chat to him. The thing that I liked about him was his understanding of the way that the sort of the media cycle works and everything involved in that aspect as well. And he, I said to him, you know, sorry if I've said something that um, you haven't agreed with or that you've, you've disagreed with. He said, he said look, I, I don't actually really care what you say as long as you're respectful about it and as long as you state your case, which you do. The thing I care about is that people are talking about AFL football. Mm. And the, the 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 you know that that we're in the news. So and I was quite critical of the stand rule, being critical of the um, the descent rule this year and the ten meter protected zone. He said I actually enjoy it when people have debates about the state of the game. Same with the tribunal. So he understands that aspect of it, and I think he's quite mature about that. And that's something that you probably learn with time. I'm assuming initially people in those significant roles at the AFL get quite defensive of their role. In and around it. Just having some issues with our phone line system. We'll get Cow Toomey up shortly as we sort that out back in the studio. So why don't we do Lloydie's List for Rhino Rack. Lloydie's List for Rhino Rack. Make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. Uh, This goes nuts. Each and every time on Trade Radio, you can make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all-new Ford Ranger. Uh, Lordo, I missed yesterday's. Oh, no, I did. I did see yesterday's top five captains. Captains, which you you would have selwood at one. I'd have selwood one. Yeah, it would be a good debate. Like, uh, of my... You do a list like that, I reckon I've had 500 messages on. Uh, some were thought of Trent Cotchen, for example, should have yep. been. How's Cotchen not in the five when he's won three premierships? But uh, I love Scotty Pendlebury. I had Scotty Pendlebury mm. at, at five with the way he plays, despite not being a premiership captain. So it's uh, great about yeah, this game. We'll so you had different opinions. James Hurd and Michael Voss, Scott Pendlebury, Joel Selwood. And Hodge. And Luke Hodge, of course. Yeah. What's the topic of the uh, list today? So the topic today is just looking at uh, Brad Scott, uh, you know, being a second time around coach. So having a look at the most successful coaches who have at their you know, second time around. Second Love time. Because I look at sometimes that, you know, top eight coaches this year, like some are saying, oh, do you look for the next Alistair Clarkson or do you go for Alistair Clarkson? So that's mm. where I'm really interested in, like, was – We'll never know. We'll see how Adam Uze goes. Hopefully Adam gets a job, but that's what I was often asking myself. Do you look at, could Adam Uze be the next uh, Simon Goodwin, who's a premiership coach, or or the next Adam Simpson, who becomes a premiership coach? Yeah, Craig McRae. Go, Craig McRae. Or do you go back? So I just looked at it because a lot of them don't work. So I just looked at the best. And this is a tricky one to put into an order because some of these guys go back in time in terms mm-hmm. of where they're at. So at number five, I've got David Parkin who won a Hawthorne Premiership in 1978. Then he's gone and won uh, Blues Flags in 81 and 82. And then he's gone again and uh, had coached in 1995, a Premiership. So it's amazing over the decades that he just kept coming back and winning Premierships and how you have to evolve. What a great footy person too, wasn't he? A great footy person. So this is where I'm nervous, Kona, because this guy could Mm -hmm. well be number one. Number one, but uh, Ronnie Barassi, Ron Barassi, uh, so he, yep. he, he uh, won two flags at Carlton and then later on in his time won the first two premierships for North Melbourne, Ron Barassi. So he may well be number one. So I'm very cautious of putting these in five, four, three, two, one. Yep. Uh, number three, I love the story of Malcolm Blight because he just kept knocking on the door at Geelong. 
four losing grand finals, uh, all out attack. You, we kick more goals, we win. <laughs> yeah. But he, he still win. talks about that he today. Still, does he? Yeah. 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 And then uh, what he did for the Adelaide Crows, Kano. Oh, it's just amazing, really, in his own unique way. And and to still have the level of confidence that he had after those losses that you mentioned, mm. uh, absolutely, you know, really hard taskmaster. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I don't think he would shy away from that. And um, But the instant respect that he had walking in after sort of dad coached the first four mm. years, then Robert Shaw came in for a couple of years at Adelaide and it didn't work and they were looking for that. So to win a premiership as quickly as what Adelaide did, mm. you know, seven years into their existence, when you look at the struggles that Gold Coast and the Giants and Fremantle have had, that's an extraordinary story what he did and then to win one the year after. So, yeah, just an amazing footy person, Blighty. Uh, this one at number two, a, a little bit of Brad Scott in this one where Mickey Malthouse cut his teeth at the Footscray Football Club. Yep. Where under-resourced, uh, like Brad Scott would have been at North Melbourne. And I reckon Brad Scott would have always wanted, what, how would I go at a more recessed source club? Could I be, have been a better coach? I took my side to prelims at North. Mm. And now Mickey Malthouse then went to the West Coast Eagles, where you go from Footscray, where you haven't got a lot, to West Coast, where you've got everything. And he, he won flags to the 92, 94, and then goes to Collingwood. Yeah. So to win flags in 92, 94, and then 2010, Amazing, like like Kevin Sheedy. I, I saw Sheeds evolve so many times over that period, and then at number one, I've got Lee Matthews yes, for his ability favorite. to yeah, nineteen ninety to to win a flag at Collingwood. He was he was done. He says I was done, and mm. it, he, I think he might have said a a deal came to me at at Brisbane that I couldn't knock back. So that was generally <laughs> why Lee came back into coaching, uh, and then yeah, two thousand and one, two thousand and two, two thousand and three wins premierships came. So as I said, that, that order could be way out. So I'm conscious. Um, I'm really, yeah, aware don't, of, don't yeah. necessarily worry about the order. Yeah. People will disagree. It's yeah. hard to pick fault with the five names that yeah. you've got there. So Lordy's list, the coaches that have had that success second or third time around, David Park and Ron Barassi, Malcolm Blight, uh, Mickey Malthouse and Lee Matthews make space for adventure with Rhino Rack and their roof rack solutions for the all new Ford Ranger. I don't think there's any doubt that Brad Scott will be saying that. Oh, mm. I think Brad Scott will be going, and I, I had to do so many other extra roles that perhaps mm. a senior coach shouldn't be doing at North Melbourne. And, and if I can delegate those roles to a well-resourced club, look at the facilities you're going to be walking into at the Bombers. Not to say it won't be easy, but I, I think that definitely would have played a part in, in why I would have taken the opportunity as well as you know, seeing what Chris has done recently. Okay, now, could I just, uh, a mate of mine, uh, Sean, sent me a text around your volcano. Mm. And he, he, he was he's a mad Bulldogs man. He spoke around uh, Liberatore's speech at the Best and Fairest. And Liber spoke about, in his speech, that they've had to work hard over this last off-season about how he can be a more offensive threat and how this year he kicked nine goals, which he had never done before in, in a season. I know it's not a lot, but yeah. he's what he's working at. And he got his disposals up from around 17, 18 to 25 mm. to be more damaging. So that, that's uh, exactly where what we're getting at with Matty Rowe. Yeah, it's a good point, Sean. And he's been able to, to go for it at least yeah. and play that high half forward role that we haven't seen with Matty Rowe, who just kicked the two goals this year. Uh, this person agrees, said, I'm a Sun supporter. I feel these players will also be the first to request a trade if we win a premiership. But with Matt Rowe, says Mark, the first games of his career are the best of anyone to play the game in the modern era. Matt Rowe is coming off a PCL 
which most players take some time. That, yeah, that was a while ago now, though, Mark, and I, I think we reflect back significantly on three games of football, uh, more so over the course of what he's done so far. Would love for you to have your say, though. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We're up and running now. Kautumi, the AFL guru, is going to join us. And if you've got a question, because a lot of you draft watchers out there, your club may have a, a really nice draft position. You're wondering who they might select. You can send that through. 0419187323. Lordo's list, David Parkin, Ron Barassi, Malcolm Blight, Mick Molehouse, Lee Matthews. We love it. It's Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today. Play them in- Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.